Hello everyone, we're back with another episode. I'm Tanvi. And I'm Saurabh. And welcome to the Coditation Podcast. This is the final episode in the Customer Segmentation Series. And we have Samir and Puneet joining us in the final episode who have some awesome use cases and business transformation stories to share with us in today's episode. Welcome back guys. Hi everyone. Hi everyone. So in the concluding episode, let's focus on the customers and personalization. Could you highlight some of the use cases that explain how personalization problem is solved? Um, yeah. So, so in the previous two episodes, I think we have talked in detail about how B2B businesses are using customer segmentation to find out their focus groups, to find out their loyal customers, and also are you know building customer personas based on customer segmentation and how they use that in their marketing strategies as well. Uh, if for B2, B2C space, we have talked a bit about Spotify in the last episode, I think, but uh, we never really got into the detail of how they actually personalize stuff for each and every individual customer. So <clears throat> there are three basic strategies. Uh, I wouldn't say basic, yeah, but uh, yeah, three ML-based strategies that they are using to you know personalize stuff for for, for their customers. Mm-hmm. If you have ever you know, explored Spotify, they have the Discover Weekly space where you can explore new music every Monday or uh, or for different countries. I think they have different days. I'm not really sure of that. But yes, uh, they have these three algorithms which they use extensively. The first one being collaborative filtering. Uh, second being web scraping where mm-hmm. they use natural language processing to actually find out similarities. Uh-huh. Then there is raw audio modeling where they find out new music uh, and similarity of new music with the existing pieces of music. Right. So I'll talk in detail about these three first, I think. Uh, the first one, collaborative filtering, I think we covered most of it in the last episode where Sami talked about the technicalities behind those. Uh, but if you look at Spotify, right, they are never taking explicit feedback from their customer for, for, for the song. They are not taking any star ratings. They are actually uh, only collecting implicit feedback. So, for example, the number of times the song has been played by a customer in a week, in a month, how much time they spent on the app or those kind of stuff. And they are collecting that kind of information and building customer, uh, building clusters of customers. And based on those clusters, they are recommending one's choice to another. Right. And that's how collaborative filtering works. Uh, coming to uh, coming to web scraping, right? They are they are scraping through these blog posts for music, right? Uh, so for every piece of music, every new piece of music or an, or an old piece of music, they are actually finding the adjectives, the customers who uh, not the customer, the users, the internet users who are you know uh, writing some comments for each music. They're exploring that, they're scraping that, and they're uh, adding those adjectives to that piece of music. And that's how uh, they're adding new features to the data set. So to mm-hmm. And uh, based on this, they are able to find out the similarities between two different songs. And that's how they cluster the songs together as well. Right? <clears throat> and the third one is raw audio modeling, as I said. So whenever a new piece of music comes in, right, they're looking at the tempo, the loudness, or the time signature of that piece of music, and then uh, these these new features, right, get added in their neural network model that they are using uh, to find out similarity of this new music to any existing old piece of music, and that's how the recommendation engine also serves you new music that just came in this week, and probably you will like it because it's very similar to the piece of music you were already. Listening. 
Right. And that's how I mean they are reinventing the personalization space. Oh. So much for a song recommendation. Yeah. <laughs> right. Uh, that's amazing, actually. So I know for a fact that the table quotation has helped uh, clients by working on their data science requirements uh, and transforming businesses by providing cutting-edge solutions for them. Could you talk about some of these use cases? Yeah, sure. So. Uh, Considering we are talking about customer segmentation right now, I'll talk about the use cases that our quotation system has built uh, for or solved those problems for the customers. So some of them include <clears throat> something like upselling, cross-selling, uh, talking about campaign strategies, formulating um, some sort of uh, cross-channel marketing strategies, um, budget allocation per channel. So let's say you are a company which has multiple channels in which you do some sort of campaigning or marketing activities, let's say email marketing versus some social media channels as well. So um, trying to find out what sort of channel mix is the best suitable for a business is what uh, this algorithm takes care of um, to maximize obviously your uh, output. So okay. in this case, output could be more leads or more convergence or whatever sort of output that the company expects from the campaign. So having said that, uh, these are the uh, algorithms or models which are built on top of uh, the customer segmentation model. Mm -hmm. So uh, customer segmentation forms the basis of all these other use cases that we just spoke about. In the past couple of episodes, we actually covered quite a lot of it. Uh, we covered about, uh, we talked about upselling, cross-selling, we talked about churn and acquisition modeling as well. Uh, I'll get to that later right now. But um, one of the interesting uh, things that we kind of faced for solving uh, this problem or um, you know campaigning strategies for one of the companies was basically uh, this industry segmentation problem. So this was a B2B company and um, they had this problem wherein uh, they did not know the industry type of their customers. So um, that actually is, an, is a very important data point uh, when we want to segment a certain set of customers into a certain um, cluster. Right. So um, to solve that problem, we had to look at multiple things. But uh, unfortunately, we only had an, uh, textual data. Uh, we had data from Google AdWords and um, you know other marketing, uh, sorry, uh, social media AdWords basically. Yeah. So um, the kind of input we had was uh, what customers or their customers look for when they search for this particular company. So let's say if I'm a user, I'm looking for a rental car near my house. So I'd look, uh, search for something like car rentals near me. Or if I'm looking for a dentist, I would look for something like dentist near me or dentures or you know other sort of Relevant keywords. Terms. So the keyword searches basically. So uh, we had to build a corpus using these uh, AdWords and then uh, manually annotate them initially and then build uh, some sort of uh, machine learning algorithm which would do the clustering uh, by itself. So we had to kind of build the corpus as I just discussed and then use some sort of vector, what 2x or uh, word embeddings to sort of find the similarities between different keywords and then cluster uh, these uh, companies into different sort of industry types. And this became an important data point for further segmentation of um, their end customers. So um, all such problems are bottlenecks sometimes like when you try to solve these high level use cases. But uh, this is also important to basically identify what are the missing data points and how do you get to kind of uh, innovatively solve those problems. Um, so that's one. Also, we've worked on the churn and acquisition models. So 
in that case, we kind of see what's the propensity for churn modeling. We basically see what's the propensity of a customer to churn. Uh, we identify the high risk customers. And for acquisition models, basically something like identifying the hot leads that are coming in. And uh, so it has to happen in real time because the hot leads are basically, uh, they need to be kind of dealt with within a couple of hours because that's that's how important it is for the prospect to convert. Right. So that sort of lead scoring and other things become important as well. And those sometimes can be used as an input to your segmentation model. Mm -hmm. So uh, those sort of use cases we kind of deal with here okay. with respect to customer segmentation. All right. Uh, some other industries or businesses where coordination can help solve the client's problem? Yeah, so as I discussed, uh, this was basically related to customer segmentation, but there are other things that teams working on are uh, multiple other things. So we have sentiment analysis chatbots, which are related to NLP. Um, the, the team who's working on emotion detection from uh, the uh, audio, piece of audio, right. uh, using some sort of uh, spectrogram or MFCC features. Uh, then there's video analytics going on, recommendation using different videos, tagging them. Uh, and not just text, audio and video, we also deal with tabular data, the traditional machine learning ways as well. Uh, but one of the most important things uh, that becomes a part of, uh, you know, the input for machine learning is data gathering, right? Uh, so there is a team who is uh, scraping data from social media channels or the web, so to say. And that becomes a valuable input to any machine learning model. So, yeah, I mean, these guys are working on all of these things. Yeah. Oh. Great information, guys. Thank you for spending time with us and helping us understand segmentation. Thank you for having us here. Thank you. So with this, we complete our series on customer segmentation and how we effectively help transform businesses. And uh, before we go, please don't forget to like, subscribe and comment on our podcast. Bye, everyone. Bye-bye. Bye, everyone.